0: Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, would you like traffic to travel more slowly on your road? Apparently 70% of us would, so it's no surprise that there's a new campaign group active in St Albans, Twenties Plenty for St Albans District. I started by talking to Rod King MBE, founder of the national campaign group Twenties Plenty. So Rod King, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So is 20 miles per hour as a speed limit, is it really much different from 30 miles per hour?
1: Well, one of the things that you can do is think of it in metres per second because uh, 20 miles an hour is is nine metres every second, whereas 30 miles an hour adds another four and a half metres to that every second. And if you look at in the road and actually see what are with just what five metres is, then you'll see that a car moving at an extra five metres a second is going to make quite a, a, a difference. And a very important aspect is in the distance a 20 mile an hour can stop, a 30 mile an hour car is still doing 24 miles an hour. The, the difference is quite a bit in terms of uh, both uh, avoiding collisions and reducing the consequence of collisions when they do happen.
0: Is there any evidence, given that there are obviously safety differences between 20 mile an hour zones and 30 mile an hour, is there any evidence that more people feel safer and choose to cycle or walk?
1: Uh, There is. I know in one of the big exercises that we should have done in the south side of uh, uh, Edinburgh, uh, I think they found there was a tripling of children uh, walk, uh, walking and cycling to school, which came from 20 mile an hour limits. I think one of the things is which, which we do find, though, that those local authorities who predisposed to say, let's make it better for for walkers and cyclists by setting a 20 mile an hour limit are also doing the other things, which is, which are making a difference like producing perhaps cycling uh, maps, providing cycle training, and so on, so it's that whole approach we, we We think twenty mile an hour as a an initiative in an authority as a default is very much sort a, of a litmus test of their attitude towards uh, active uh, travel
0: is it just cyclists who benefit from a lower speed limit or does it benefit people more generally?
1: Oh, it's not just about cyclists. When we're walking, children, for example, there has been research done which says not until uh, they get beyond primary school age can children be relied upon to uh, accurately assess the speed of vehicles which are travelling above 20 miles an hour. So children get a benefit, walkers get a big benefit just in the the pace which there is on the road and the noise reduces by about half when you get a, a 20 mile an hour limit. The disabled uh, have benefits. And of course, we must remember that disability doesn't only, if you like, take the form of visible features such as being in a wheelchair, people who have hearing difficulties, or have sight difficulties, and people who are just slow, maybe the the elderly. All of these people benefit from a 20-mile-an-hour limit. Indeed, we we quite often say that for the elderly, the the pace of traffic on their roads is so important because when an elderly person decides that the speed of the traffic is, is such that they don't want to travel to the shops every other day or every week walking down to the shops, then, of course, they become less, much less mobile and less active. So, yes, slower uh, vehicles on our uh, roads makes a huge difference for everybody else who's using those roads.
0: Okay. Now, so, you know, you've sort of shown the benefits there, but isn't there a problem with enforcing 20 mile an hour limits? You know, one of the things that we often see is speed bumps, and they are not very popular. Are they a necessary part of lower speed limits? Well,
1: let's start off with this this issue of enforcement and saying there's a problem with enforcement. Well, they don't seem to have a problem with it in Avon and Somerset, where in fact, in 2018, the police issued over 25,000 notices of intended prosecution on roads which had 20 mile an hour limits. So really, the idea of uh, enforcement being difficult is really just in the hands of the police forces. even uh, in Somerset don't find it difficult. Metropolitan Police don't find it difficult. West Midlands Police don't find it difficult. So it's, it's really there to be done. And of course, when the police do uh, enforce it, even if they enforce it a little bit, they're actually sending a, a, a key message out to uh, motorists and the community that we are protecting the community by enforcing 20 mile an hour limits wherever they are. And and that's a very important message compared to, I know, some police forces who say, well, generally we don't enforce 20 mile an hour limits. And those people are actually uh, discouraging compliance and increasing non-compliance on 20 mile an hour limits.
0: Um, Um, I was going to say, so... um, Rod, you have mentioned uh, other places where 20-mile-an-hour zones uh, are now replacing 30-mile-an-hour zones. In Hertfordshire here, we haven't really seen that. I mean, are sort of city or town-wide 20-mile-an-hour zones a relatively novel idea or are they quite tried and tested?
1: It really first started around about 2006 and now it has been rolled out or is being rolled out to nearly a third of the UK population. If I mention the Edinburgh, Glasgow, Leeds, Newcastle, Bath, Bristol, Oxford, Cambridge, to name but a few. I mean, there's Leicester, there's Nottingham as well. Uh, there's all of these places have got 20 mile an hour as a default. So on the vast majority of roads, a 20 mile an hour limit is set. And therefore... That 20 mile and alum is owned by a whole community who know 20 is better for the roads where they live. And therefore, they own that behaviour change that comes. And, and actually, they, that increases compliance because people understand the benefits they get on their own streets.
0: Okay, so recently we've heard a lot about the government encouraging more active travel to keep us healthier, to keep cars off the road, and sort of in the post-COVID world. Are you seeing an increase in the interest in 20 mile an hour as as a default speed limit?
1: Indeed, this year we've had a a number of new implementations. Some of the most recent were the London boroughs of Westminster and also Kensington and Chelsea, uh, we've had the whole of Wales has decided to set a default 20 mile an hour limit and that had cross-party support. And in February, there was a global meeting of road safety ministers. And uh, I think it was 130 of those uh, uh, agreed to a paper which actually said that the default where motor uh, vehicles mixed with pedestrians and cyclists should be 30 kilometers per hour, which is equivalent to 20 mile an hour, unless there was dedicated provision for them, and a higher speed limit could be shown to be safe. So the whole world is moving towards 20 mile an hour as a default, and the presumption that where motor vehicles mix with people, then the speed limit should be at 20 miles an hour.
0: Rod King, thank you very much indeed for explaining that to us. Thank you. I was talking there to Rod King of the national campaign group 20's Plenty. Next, I spoke to Colin Hodges of the new local campaign group 20's Plenty for St Albans District. Colin thank you very much indeed for joining me. So why have you started the 20s plenty for St Albans district campaign now?
2: That's a good question Amanda and the, the the campaign was born out of a group of local residents coming together towards the end of the the lockdown period and the thought was that although the lockdown and COVID-19 had clearly inflicted many pains and damages across um, societies and communities, there had also been, in the middle of the reduced activity, a moment of calm when our streets were were less crowded than they, they previously had been. And we had seen a return to those streets of, of cyclists and pedestrians that we hadn't we hadn't experienced for for a very long time and we thought wouldn't it be lovely if we could carry some of the, the things that we learned from that lockdown period into the future and we recognized or we, we came to understand that there was a national movement which Rod has spoken to you about in relation to 20 mile an hour becoming the the default speed limit across a growing number of towns in the UK, and we thought something such as that would have good resonance in a city such as St Albans. When we started the campaign, we quickly became aware that Harts County Council were consulting on an update to its speed management strategy at the moment and that that consultation and the result of that would likely have a significant bearing on any proposition that we developed for St Albans towards a 20 mile an hour zone And therefore, we have focused the campaign at its early stage on trying to influence that consultation process to make it as friendly as possible towards accepting or at least being friendly towards a St Albans 20 mile an hour proposal.
0: And just to clarify, Hertfordshire County Council is the authority that sets the the speed limits for St Albans rather than St Albans District Council.
2: Yes, that is correct. That isn't to say that propositions don't start in local communities such as St Albans. But the the transport department at Hart CC is the the department which ultimately will approve or not approve proposals for speed limit changes. Yes,
0: listeners, if you know if you're familiar with Saint Tolbans, you know that there are some twenty mile an hour uh, limit zones in Saint Tolbans. Isn't that enough?
2: There are a number of 20 mile an hour limits in St Albans, but they are very, very small. They might exist outside a particular school, for example, which is super, but they are small and and they're not joined up and what we would like to have instead is a, a system whereby the default speed limit across the urban part of St Albans city was 20 miles an hour so that everybody whether one is a motorist um, a pedestrian or a cyclist would understand that coming to St Albans meant that you would be entering a 20 mile an hour zone it is simple to understand it means that some motorists would choose to avoid driving through the town it would also mean that some people would think that because cars were traveling more slowly, that would mean that a journey by bicycle would be friendlier, safer. Way of and, and probably quicker way of of getting into town. So what we want to move away from is micro twenty mile an hour schemes to a twenty mile an hour proposal that covered the urban area of St Albans, such as exists, Amanda, in a growing number of towns and cities across the UK.
0: Colin, you've mentioned that the speed management strategy, which Um, Hertfordshire County Council is is currently looking at that that will be crucial to determining whether you could have this um, this big 20 mile an hour speed limit in St. Albans what changes would you like to see just briefly to that strategy to enable what you're talking about?
2: What we would like to see is the strategy to look at propositions in terms of the benefits they can bring to urban areas and to communities. So, the benefits that will be well rehearsed elsewhere. So, safer streets, quieter streets, less polluted streets, encouraging more more active transport. So, a proposition for a, a speed zone such as this should be considered holistically at the moment the way that that speed management strategy has been prepared is that each individual road in a twenty mile an hour zone proposition which in the case of St Albans i don't know could include tens or or even you know 100 streets Hertfordshire County Council would look at the the speed at which cars are travelling travelling along each of those individual streets At the moment and if any of those streets had cars traveling along them at an average speed of more than 25 miles an hour then that road would not qualify to be included in a scheme so you could at its most ridiculous extreme have a patchwork quilt of roads across a city such as ours in which based on the the historic speeds that cars were traveling at, you could have 30 mile an hour road followed by a a 20 mile an hour road back up to 30 for a small stretch of street, back down to 20. um, And it would be a nonsense for anybody to have to pick their way through a street skate such as that. It would be confusing for motorists. It would be confusing for pedestrians and cyclists. And it would also be very, very expensive to introduce. So rather than looking at the existing Speeds that cars travel, we would like the, the speed management strategy to be able to take a more holistic view on a on a proposition that came in from a community such as ours, and and form a view as to whether that made sense for the community as a whole, taking into account some of those other aspects, rather than this rather microscopic way of looking at existing speeds and saying that individual roads qualify or do not qualify.
0: Colin, does St Albans District Council, who, who say won't actually determine the, the speed limits in St Albans, but could have a big say in, uh, in the kind of proposition that you get, do they support your proposals?
2: Yes, we are independently feeding comments back into Hertfordshire County Council, and the District Council, I'm sure, will have, we'll have a different flavour of comments to the ones that the campaign group is making. But in general terms, there is a strong level of support at St Albans District Council for a, a wide area. 20 mile an hour zone in St Albans and they recognise also the limitations in the approach put out by Hertfordshire County Council and we understand that their response to that consultation will be just as strident as ours in in saying this will not work for us we need something which which is holistic and which enables us to consider consider an urban area in its entirety rather than on a street by street basis.
0: Colin thank you very much indeed. Thank you Amanda. I was talking there to Colin Hodges of Twenties Plenty for St Albans District and you can find out more on their website saintalbans.20splentyforus.org.uk or they're also on social media Twenties Plenty for St Albans District. And in Hertfordshire County Council's press release concerning their planned speed management strategy, they say, Hertfordshire County Council is consulting on a new strategy for setting speed limits on the county's roads, including clearer guidance on introducing 20 mile an hour speed limits to protect pedestrians and cyclists. Suggested measures also include changing the way speed limits are decided so they more consistently match the design of the road and the way it is used, as well as clearer guidelines on the design enforcement and traffic calming measures needed to actually reduce traffic speeds. Phil Bibby, Cabinet Member for Highways Environment, said we want Hertfordshire's roads to be safer for all road users and making sure we have the right speed limits in the right places is an important part of that. In particular, we want people to feel safe walking and cycling and to make sure that residential areas and town centres feel like safe and pleasant places. I'll be back at the same time next week when we'll hear some creative solutions to our single-use culture. Until then...